0: Hello, my name is Jose Alvarez. And I'm Corey Austin. And we're international school teachers in Monterrey, Mexico. I'm a middle school high school librarian. And I'm an innovation coach. And we want to talk to you today about our podcast, Beyond Our Bell. In the Beyond Our Bell podcast, we want to explore and highlight those projects, activities, and programs that make schools unique.
1: You know, those things that we really love about our schools, technology, innovation, design, sustainability well-being you can find our podcast at beyond our
0: or you can write to us at beyond our bell at gmail.com so let us know what's going on beyond your bell
2: so one of the things that we've tried to make very clear is that we want to push for acceptance
3: Having people actively have to acknowledge the fact that an LGBT community with enough members to have an active club exists at ASFM.
2: It is only in this place where I can like be open about who I am and like be with people who are accepting and supporting, genuinely want to help you, so.
3: Educate and help our members in understanding LGBT culture as a whole.
2: Hey, I heard you have this club, can I be a part of it?
1: Well, thank you very much for being with us here today, Um, would you like to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit of why you're here?
2: Um, Okay, so I'm María Ángela Alejandro, I'm a 12th grade student.
3: And I'm Laura Garcia and I'm also a 12th grade student.
2: Um, And we are the co-presidents of the GLOW Club here at school, which is um, the GSA, the Gay Straight Alliance that we started last year.
0: Okay, can you tell us a little bit of what, I guess, what the Glow Club does for people that
3: don't know? Yeah, so the Glow Club mostly focuses on bringing attention to LGBT issues and in creating a safe community for LGBT students in the school. We also work with administration to make curriculum more LGBT friendly. And uh, we have sessions where we either teach LGBT history or we talk about a specific issue or we just chill depending on the day.
0: Um, you might have answered that there but uh, who is the who's the glow club for
2: it's basically for everyone so um, our the name of our club is actually gay lesbian or whatever (laughs) Um, (laughs) and that's like a like a like a silly kind of name that we came up with um, because we thought that you know it basically represents our club as like a very relaxed kind of place for basically as the name itself says for everyone so like you can be gay you can be lesbian or whatever like it doesn't really matter and is
0: it open to both teachers and students or whoever wants to yeah
3: Yeah. we have some meetings that are uh, student only just because okay. sometimes we want it to be a uh, an environment where they don't feel pressure to be heard over or speaking to adults but uh it's open to everybody and a lot of times we do have teachers coming and giving input cool I I was wondering if this
1: is something that exists within the Monterey uh, Monterey community that you find out through other schools, or on the other hand, you notice that there was not a voice that was not being talked about, and and decided to be kind of the ones who put a light to the issues.
3: Well, uh, I can start like mm-hmm. uh, there are some LGBT clubs and like other Monterrey schools, some are like a bit more underground, but I know, um, especially university level, like, I you know, the university level has a couple of uh, programs within that, but uh, specifically ASFM has a bit of a history in that I think now for like over half a decade, probably a bit more than that, students have been trying and asking the administration started GSA. And uh, it was previously something that wasn't allowed because of parent backlash and disapproval. It was only uh, uh, like the very end of last year and this year that administration is more willing to actively say like, okay, there's something we need because it isn't very common in Monterrey high schools. And here there's very little discussion of the issue. And it was um, constantly pushing for that because we constantly felt like really there was a lack of um, discussion about the issue. We have seen a lot of students in ASFM not really understand much about the subject
0: i'm gonna jump off that because one of ASFM's main goals that came out of a like a strategic plan that uh, that goes on over like a five-year process and one of the goals and much of you realize it was was uh, inclusion and to be a more inclusive school so how does the glow club support that goal how, how would you say would you say to that
2: um well basically something that we've Been very like trying to emphasize since the start of the Glow Club is that um, we're not just trying to push for tolerance because tolerance can imply that um, you're maybe not disrespectful to certain types of people, but that you don't necessarily accept them or that you're um, like you're not okay with that happening. So, one of the things that we've tried to make very clear is that we want to push for acceptance. So, we want more than just the school community going, like, okay, there can be gay people here at this school, but I'm not okay with gay people discussing the fact that they're gay in front of me or something like that. Um, So, that's one of the things that we've tried, like, we've been trying really hard with. Um, administration and some of the teachers to like make them think about that and the way that they say things in class the way that they talk about LGBT issues or the way that they deal with students who are part of a community um, and also um, I mean the fact that it just exists um, has been an impact on itself um, there have been kids who have come and have been like you know, my family doesn't support me, or I am scared to come out, but I want to be part of this club because I feel like it is only in this place where I can, like, be open about who I am and, like, be with people who are accepting and supporting, genuinely want to help you, so, yeah.
0: So I guess you could say that's definitely meeting the goal of being more inclusive?
2: Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think um, we we want to push for inclusion, but it's not just about saying like, oh, um, let's just be more tolerant. It, and yeah, it's about much more than that. Yeah, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. because while legitimate inclusion, to some degree, it involves like active acknowledgement of the person as part of the school community, uh, which is really not something that's happened before, both in terms of how aspects of the curriculum are run out, but also and like how gay people are often treated at ASFM or LGBT people kind of uh, said, oh well it's okay but you kind of can't really talk properly about it, it's not really something I'm going to acknowledge a lot and even the way some people have reacted towards GLOW is like, oh why is this necessary, it's already fine, is kind of revealing to the fact that there's apprehension towards the idea of like more visible um, acknowledgement of LGBT people in the community which I think is necessary for inclusion because you're only including someone in a way that's acceptable to you if you're not allowing them to be more open about who they are.
1: I I have assisted a couple of meetings and I'm happily surprised to see a good number of faculty, size of students as well, that I respect uh, among my peers. And um, just to have that or being part of that, I thought it was a great accomplishment, but um, is there any particular goals or really, uh, on the other hand, like walls that you have hit in order to have that group of people listening, to have that attention. I imagine it wasn't created from just like one week to the
3: next. Well, uh, specifically, a lot of it uh, did come from apprehension from parents and the board. Like, the administration itself has always been fairly accepting to what GLOW is doing and has always been very open to suggestions and ideas. Where we've met a bit more apprehension is in actively um, being more public about certain things, about events, or about the fact that
2: like the Instagram situation. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: mm-hmm. for example, very mm-hmm. silly, but like, uh, we have an Instagram account that was called Glow FM and we posted there, and a lot of parents started calling in uh the office to be like, hey, what is this? Why is this under the ASFM name? And uh, they told us, like, in order to have an Instagram account with the ASFM name, you have to go through this whole procedure of things so it can be verified. But we really see that this doesn't apply to a lot of Instagrams for a lot of ASFM clubs. It only happens when something actually catches attention or is talking about LGBT issues. So they come up with this, like, bureaucratic way of, like, oh, no, you have to do these things instead of being, like, hey, it's okay. Like, this is part of the school and we recognize it. Admin... Recognizes it. They put in all these things that really, I haven't seen it play to any other club. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you still have the Instagram account, or how's that yeah. going? Yeah.
2: Um, we had to change the handle. <laughs> um, we changed it to Glow at Gay yes um, Jeez, just it's <laughs> yeah. I like it
1: It's, yeah. right. it's more direct
2: right. We'll share that with our listeners yeah. um, So it's basically a kind of like temporary Like it's just temporal I think um, While we get it approved <laughs> But it was kind of like It was just something that we had to do for like For now and it just came up to a, Like it came to our mind But I think also another hard thing That like it was especially hard Because last year Glow when Glow started last year, it was all seniors, and just two people, juniors. Who and it was both of us. Um, so basically, this year when we started the school year, we had no members. It was just us who were like the co-presidents. We kind of had to start from the bottom, from the best yeah. Catch, and yeah. say like, um, ba- like basically how we worked around. Like it was just us inviting all of our friends and being like. <laughs> You kind of have to be here because you know we want like members our friends actually in the end they actually like really liked being a part of glow and we've gotten a lot of other people like other members from other generations who we also kind of know and are also kind of friends but who have come up to us and asked us like hey i heard you have this club can i be a part of it so i think that's something. That at first it was kind of hard getting people to come and like getting people to want to attend the meetings. Right now, I think we're doing like pretty well in terms of um, how many people come, and like teachers have also been like extremely supportive. Like, a lot of teachers show up to our meetings Mm -hmm. and are very like invested in trying to make it work for us.
0: And so, you guys started out with two. Can you, I'm just curious as a rough number, how many like followers or people do you have on
3: your? In your, within your club I think we usually get around 15 to 20 so mm-hmm. yeah. that's yeah. great and then we have like 30-ish people who like are in the group
2: are so. in the whatsapp mm-hmm. yeah yeah a lot of people like some people don't come sometimes because they have like other meetings or they're busy during their lunchtime but we do have like about I think it was the last time I checked 27 people in oh the WhatsApp
1: wow. group Does yeah, so. does this club as well I haven't thought about it but does it extend outside of the school is there just for achieving the goals that you have set up for Your days here.
3: So, a lot of it is based on what we want for our goals in ASFM, but the things we do sometimes in meetings and what we teach, I think, goes beyond that because sometimes we do talk about specifically what do we do about uh, teachers acting certain ways regarding these issues or what do we do about things in the ASFM curriculum, but sometimes uh, we have a discussion about historical issues, like on Coming Out Day we had a presentation about how Coming Out works and how that worked specifically in Mexico to teach them about Mexican LGBT history. So uh, we both try to educate and help our members in understanding LGBT culture as a whole, especially since in Monterrey a lot of people who might be LGBT might not really understand the community or really be a part of it because of pressure to conform and to not really integrate to the LGBT community. Uh, so we try to help them with that and have that extend. But in terms of like actual goals, uh, some of our money we've tried to donate in the past to LGBT charities in Monterrey and um, talk about international LGBT holidays, but a lot of it is focused on curriculum and activities and issues in the school.
0: Cool. Um, just going off your talking a little bit about community, have you, have you connected with other clubs or other schools? I know like maybe not, in Monterey, have you ever looked into what other schools are doing in, in even other countries or anything like that as a model or
3: Yeah, well we talked to from Kara. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So they helped us in like what they were doing in their own school. Uh, they've actually implemented a very big campaign in terms of like shirts, banners, posters, stickers, and we don't really have like the money to do that yet, but we've seen how it's worked in other schools that previously were also very apprehensive to the subject mm-hmm. in terms of talking with admin and maintaining a positive message for all faculties and something we're trying to do we're trying to work with middle school mm-hmm. and elementary school maybe later like right now uh, middle school um, in order to integrate that same idea especially because in middle school it's very difficult for a lot of young LGBT people um, and we've also yeah mostly talked to people in ASF Guadalajara I spoke to some people in ACF Mexico but it's generally just been a trying to build up seeing what other people have done and kind of adapting it here okay. yeah, and
0: I
2: think, um, like even um, during winter break, um, I met this ULEM girl who was telling me that like she um, is kind of like worried about the fact that Prepa, like ULEM has no LGBT club and the fact that like um, because of the fact that they're a religious school, it's kind of hard to talk about those issues with the teachers, maybe not so much for the student body. Um, and she told me that she wanted to make her own club, so um, she's been like trying to like ask us questions sometimes Mm -hmm. Um, because she's really like serious about like jump-starting this new club and like I thought it was cool that...
0: And that's UDEM Prepa, like a UDEM high school? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really cool. You guys can maybe, you know, coach Mm -hmm. them or, or, you know, share how you get a club started, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, for sure. That starts a movement. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, do you think that you have any plans for or school not having to go back next year to just two people trying to organize <laughs> all of this? or
3: yeah, We've actually got a decent amount of people from other generations. I think we do have a lot of seniors, but we have around like 10-ish people mm-hmm. that aren't uh, seniors and a lot of them are very active in the club, mm-hmm. active participants who like actively help in the av- events and what we're planning to do. So I think um, mm-hmm. they'll be able to continue to grow next year with more people and be able to integrate mm-hmm. more people as well. Mm-hmm. I think we've heard a lot of positives, but I'd like to hear something.
0: You're like, I think six months into the official Glow Club, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. What are what do you, what do you think is like the, I guess most positive change you've seen, be, as a result of, of starting the Glow Club, if you could. Mm-hmm.
2: Most positive, um, we. Or something positive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, There's well, already a lot. We've gotten a lot of um, people who we would not. Um, necessarily have thought that they would be interested um, asking us questions about the community um, um, asking us when the meeting is gonna be so maybe they like they'll be like oh when's your meeting maybe I'll show up because I'm curious about this topic and I would like to ask like people who actually know about this um, to talk about it and sometimes those questions we might think like it's so obvious because they can be questions as simple as what's the difference between gender and sexuality we've gotten that question quite a lot mm-hmm. um, and to us it's kind of obvious but I think um, the fact that they're asking and the fact that they're curious about it and, and that they ask us because like they know that we would respond with like a, like an answer that is more or less, Um, like worthy Um, I think that's a really good like in my opinion that's a really good thing and that people are talking about it and that they know that it exists Um, we have gotten like people um, making fun of our club or saying really mean comments about it but I think to me that's kind of a good thing just Mm -hmm. the fact that they know that like we exist it's here you have to accept us Mm -hmm. um I think that's a good thing but yeah I
3: was gonna say I think the like beyond the active things we've been doing with our members what I actually would say is the most positive effect Khlo has had is having people actively have to acknowledge the fact that an LGBT community with enough members to have an active club exists at ASFM and is interested in fulfilling their own goals and having a community and a place to speak because for a lot of people again it was really something that although they tolerated they really never thought about or kind of tucked under the, the rugs like it was something they would rather not really acknowledge. So forcing people to acknowledge it leads to discussion, which I think for a lot of people at ASFM actively leads to more acceptance because a lot of people at ASFM are willing to listen if they actually have to accept that it's there.
1: Um, I was very interested in what you were saying about like, uh, you know, asking the questions and having at least a group of people that you can go directly and ask those questions Mm -hmm. to. And I like that that group is, um, you know, it varies in ages and it varies in in a lot of different issues because sometimes you feel more comfortable approaching Mm -hmm. a person that resembles you or you think that that will respect you. Mm -hmm. But I also love that question. I found myself, it wasn't until not too late ago uh, that I discovered my own process of Mm -hmm like um, connecting with feminism and trying to get a broader idea that I find that I have a lot of misconceptions. Do mm-hmm. You want to share like a couple of those like, you know, the silly questions or the simple things that you know and people keep
0: asking
2: and it's yeah. just like...
0: <laughs> yeah, there's some things you'd like to like lay out straight or like For that. everybody.
2: <laughs> um. Well, we get uh, that question particularly, um, what is the difference between gender and sexuality? We get that question a lot. Yeah.
3: Shoot it, what is the difference? <laughs> and how do you handle it? What do you say? Uh, I think it's good to start out with like, well, sexuality is literally just where you're attracted to, if you like girls or boys or both or whatever, and then gender is the way you identify and the gender that you associate with, and then a lot of people like, I think a lot of people might kind of be dissatisfied by that answer, specifically the part about gender. So from there, you're kind of have to talk about like, and people might identify from a different gender from the one they're assigned at birth, uh, in regards because of potential hormonal issues, potential um, ways differences in sociological growth, and because of the fact that well, you don't want to go on a whole tangent, right? But like oh, the fact, <laughs> yeah, the fact that um a lot of like the concept of gender. Itself is very socially based and based a lot on roles and based a lot on things that are, you know, visual Yeah, Yeah. socially constructed and visual and kind of based on behavior rather than like fixed biology So people might feel so uncomfortable with the thing that they were born with uh, or the way that they were kind of assigned at birth that they feel more comfortable identifying or living and being as Another gender, so that's where kind of the variety in gender comes about, and that's kind of where you clear misconceptions about, like, oh, but what do you mean identify as gender? Like, what does that even mean?
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Also, I've gotten questions about how to address trans people. um, Whether you should call them transsexuals, (laughs) transvestites, (laughs) transgender. Um, The answer is well, basically the like most correct way Mm -hmm. to say it would be transgender um, because of the fact that, you know, trans people um, they, not all of them have gone through a sex change Mm -hmm. so you could be trans and not have, like still not have transitioned so you can't be transsexual Mm -hmm. so, um, but there are trans people who want to be called transsexual yeah, I think
3: A lot of the times when it comes to questions about, like, oh, what do I do with all these, like, politically correct pronoun things? Mm -hmm. I don't know what anyone is anymore. Oh, like, Mm -hmm. I think it's literally... Yeah, like, like the (laughs) easiest way to kind of um, talk through those issues and to be kind of clear is to just be, like, honestly, how much effort does it cost you to just ask somebody what they want to be called and Mm -hmm. what pronouns they want? Or, like, to just be respectful about it. And I find it kind of also to kind of like tackle directly like hey like when you're doing these things you wouldn't like for somebody to be directly like calling you a woman all the time for example mm-hmm. if a man is doing it or assuming things about you because of the way you look or how you are mm-hmm. so just don't do that for other people like basic yeah. respect is eventually more correct and a lot of times like you see trans people and you immediately go to the correct pronoun kind of associate with that so kind of at the same time recognize that these things are also inherently. If a person like asks me, I, like I I go into like more in depth reasoning for it. Like if a person is kind of being very pushy about it, you also I I found that it works a lot to like more logically explain like this is why this is not only respectful and polite but also correct. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of explain like. Yeah. I think it's amazing that. though.
0: Even just listening to you guys right now, it's just like it's amazing. This is why it's so important to have a group like this, so mm-hmm. that like. It's openly yeah. talked about. Like mm-hmm. people just have a better understanding, and then yeah. that alone is just just helps with. I feel like my toes are in this pool, and we've got <laughs> everybody swimming on it. and I'm just like,
1: okay, I'm like you're saying. I'm glad that. Um, and that's a very good closing at this point, too. Mm-hmm. Um, there is always a good way, and it's just to ask questions and be polite yep. and believe in equality of gender.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I still have a couple more questions. Oh, yeah. for yeah. Yeah. Now, well, the, the, the bell is going to
3: disagree with you, <laughs> yeah, but maybe yeah. uh, oh, yeah. we should, maybe well, we should well, do we a, a, a follow-up. Up. Yeah. We
2: have about 20 minutes. Oh really? Yeah, I thought yeah, we no.
0: had one more minute. No, it's two forty five. Two forty five. Oh my okay. gosh. <laughs> um well hold on to your mics. <laughs> I am curious because I know that it probably hasn't been like so easy for the, the club to even for you two to get it going and like so how do you deal with some of like the negative pushback like especially when it just seems to make sense it's 2019 like Mm -hmm. come on so how do you deal with some of the pushback whether it's community board other students like the negative like naysayers so how do you deal with that as like you know high school students
2: Um, well I'm not going to say it's been easy Um, Mm -hmm. like something I've told some of the GLOW members before is that like I really thought being the one of the presidents of this club would be like would not be this hard, um, like especially like for me a like pretty bad experience was being at the club fair um, by myself because um, Garcia was, it? was yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Garcia had duties in another um, club. Um, but i was there by myself at the table for glow and just like seeing everyone like go by and like make like faces at like me and at the you know the poster because we had a really colorful poster um and yeah it was like sort of like uh, like i would rather not be here um but at the end of the day like i guess I mean, to me, it's like more important that people like the LGBT community at the school like achieves that um, level of like acceptance that I would have liked to have had from the very start. Having people um, make faces at me at the end of the day, it's like, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, it doesn't really matter. It would be easy to be like, I don't
0: need to do this. I, I give up. Mm-hmm.
3: But, yeah. Uh, for me it's always just been very important to kind of actively have a discussion and that to me has always been more important so I don't really mind even though sometimes I don't really like being that public about Mm -hmm. LGBT stuff I kind of take it in regards to the fact that I think for a lot of people it's they don't even have the option to be public about it Mm -hmm. except when they're in places like Glow, and that to me is very important for people to recognize that their community is actively being represented but in terms of how I deal with it this is just my personality but um. I find it, again, that it works very well to like actively challenge the ideals that are based on what they're saying and the way they defend it. Instead of somebody being like, "Oh, be respectful," "Oh, be kind," be kind of like, for example, if somebody is like, "Oh, no, but things are permanent. You're born a certain way. You can't because sexuality it is brought up, but I see a lot of people talking about gender specifically. So, um, with like, oh." Certain things are unchangeable, you're born a certain way, these things like define you, etc, etc, etc. You just bring up exceptions. Like with chromosomes, you bring up like chromosomal disorders that lead to people not being XX or XY. You talk about people who might have like lost sexual organs or hormonal deficiencies. You talk about how a lot of people might be raised one way, not even know it, and like not still be considered cisgender if they choose to like go back because that's how they were raised. They didn't know. You talk about people who might be infertile. You talk about... Uh, like the lack of differences through actual physical progression and that way you kind of force people to question how binary certain ideas are so their own superstitions and their own ideas about like oh no but these things are inherently biological so I'm defending my prejudices with like science and facts you kind of just Bring up facts in return, yeah. and facts that are more verified, yeah. and am defending yeah. my
1: prejudice yeah. with science.
2: Yeah. Wow, and I think science rules. Like even the fact, like I think the fact that we have um, quite a couple of GLOW members who are like, mm-hmm. yes, like I'm straight, and like I def- like I'm with these people and like I want to support these people because they're my friends. Mm-hmm. I think um, that's been like a huge thing for some of the people at GLOW just having that support from people who like acknowledge that like you're part of this community and like want to support you and like genuinely care that like you're included in this environment and that you have like a good experience in the school so i think that's that's been like huge in like dealing with the pushback like the fact that we have like a lot of people who are openly like are like yes i'm straight but like whatever like it doesn't matter
0: Uh yeah so having
3: that like group and support is what kind of keeps moving you forward that's great that for example we never force anybody to talk about what their own sexuality is Mm -hmm. why they're there their reasons for being there because we think it's a lot more important to create uh, both a safe environment and a place where discussion is kind of beyond like oh i'm this person this is my sexuality Mm -hmm. these are my pronouns just like a group of people who are interested in discussing these issues and helping this group of people whether you're part of it or not and that's fine
2: mm. yeah. yeah and i think also meant to emphasize the fact that like mm-hmm. the community is like so big mm-hmm. that like it encompasses not only people who of different sexuality so it could be a gay lesbian bisexual asexual mm-hmm. like there are so many different sexualities and genders as like like even um if you don't identify with the gender binary, um, that encompasses it, enc- it encompasses those people as well who might not be just gay lesbians.
1: <laughs> to be honest, like right, <laughs> I, I just wanna, would love to invite you to every episode. It's just like run it by you. What do you guys think about this? But uh, I definitely um, thank the opportunity for being here, listening to both of you, and uh, I I think that. One of the biggest issues that we have moving forward as society is like deal with all of our prejudice and, and having the courage and the open mind to to be patient, but to also keep moving forward and find for what we believe. And you're an excellent example of how do it in the proper way. So,
0: Yeah, I'm just super excited to see GLOW Club grow. And I hope you guys, yeah, you're going to pass it into good hands and we'll hopefully interview the the leaders next year again. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, thanks so much for being open and and talking with us. Yeah, thanks
3: for having us. Mm